It's time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. So this is setting up as a big news day here this afternoon yeah. with the, these new restrictions coming down at 1.30 this afternoon. All hands on deck for this. And what are you hearing? Are you picking up any intel on this? Yeah, uh, look for gyms to be closed or uh, restricted in terms of access. Look for um, uh, more, even more reductions to crowd sizes. I expect the household number right now, your household plus 10 may go down. I wouldn't be surprised if the 50% capacity in large venues is, is eliminated and goes down to zero. Wow. Um, again, so, what, so what would that mean? The Vancouver Canucks, if they if they play again? And junior hockey teams play in front of empty front, arena. Empty arenas. Uh, haven't got that confirmed. The big one is restaurants. Yeah. And I don't think we're going to close restaurants. Uh, they didn't really get uh, affected much by the restrictions announced uh, last week. Yeah. But Ontario is reducing capacity in, in restaurants and curbing liquor sales at night. Uh, does BC follow Ontario's lead? Uh, that's what's certainly one possibility. Perhaps a ban on non-essential travel uh, could be one, which is big implications in the Christmas season. For you mean in-province travel? In-province in travel. Wow. Which we, we've seen before. Remember, you couldn't go from health authority to a health authority? Yeah. Unless it was yeah. for essential purposes. We may see that. Um, as well, we're going to get some information on where we're at with rapid tests. What the inventory is, how much we're getting from uh, the federal government procurement program, how many of those are, are takeaway home home delivery tests, and perhaps some more information on the vaccination rollout program. Uh, does the does the booster date change? I don't think it will, but I think we're going to get some more information about that. Okay, so this is jam packed. This is going to be a big announcement. Plus, we got Mike Farnworth there. Yeah, what do you read into that? So the Solicitor General, Public Safety Minister well, there. he's responsible for the supply chain, uh, among other things. So I wonder if there's some, some update on that one as well. So that, that kind of indicates that maybe there would be potential travel restrictions. That would be an, a clue that we're headed that way. Yeah. Again, w the reason this is happening, they came in with some fairly light measures last week. We had 2,550 cases uh, explode over the weekend. I don't know how many of those were Omicron. I suspect now... Uh, the majority of them were because Omicron's doubling. Well, every two days it doubled from Thursday to Friday. Uh, so, with Omicron spreading with such astonishing speed around the, uh, the, the world or parts of the planet, it's amazing how fast it's moving. Oh, Britain last week, the United Kingdom, seventy-seven thousand cases in one day, eighty-eight thousand cases the next day, ninety-three thousand cases the next day. These are all new cases every day. Denmark is completely overwhelmed with uh, Omicron, even though they're, they're testing more than any other nation. Uh, you've got parts of the states now overwhelmed with Omicron, and Omicron is starting to surge through Canada. Okay, so big announcement coming down at 1.30. We expected the, these restrictions to be announced, and businesses kind of bracing for this. And I spoke earlier today to Mark Von Schelwitz. He's the vice president of Restaurants Canada, and he was saying, like, look, you know, we were happy with the rules that were announced last week on Friday, basically indicating to the, the restaurant sector, you're good to go for Christmas, New Year's, no problem. And now they say, here we are a few days later, and we're bracing for new rules, and he's worried about it. So here's what he had to say, then I'll get your thoughts. Mark Von Schelwitz, Restaurants Canada here. And we really wanted that certainty to plan for the next two weeks uh, through to New Year's Eve. And so we were somewhat relieved on Friday. And, uh, you know, if uh, three days later all the rules change again, I mean, what has changed between the safety of fully vaccinated patrons and, and uh, staff in our restaurants? Uh, you know, just a few days ago we were saying how safe it is. Okay, so, you know, he's concerned so about the rules changing. Well, what's changed is Omicron is infecting vaccinated people. You're not safe necessarily if you're uh, double-dosed. In fact, the majority of Omicron cases are in double-dosed, fully vaccinated people. It just doesn't lead to severe illness, but it's highly more transmissible. Um, but I don't think they're going to 
It's certainly not going to close restaurants. I think Ian Tossison and his association has done a very good group working with public health. And Dr. Ryan Henry has said in the past, not much evidence of transmission at restaurants. So I think restaurants aren't going to get that hard hit today. But that reduced capacity or curb liquor sales, which has happened in Ontario, could certainly happen today. Yeah, I mean, they may. I, I agree with you. I don't think they'll shut restaurants down, but they could move to, if they move to a 50% capacity rule or if they cut off alcohol sales at 10 o'clock again, I mean, that still is a hit to this sector at a busy time of year. Although I'm not sure how many uh, restaurants are at 100% capacity. I've gone by a bunch of them in Victoria at night, and there's still lots of empty tables there. People still aren't going out as much as they were before the pandemic. Yeah. What do you sense when you hear people saying, like, oh, my God, this is like a government overreaction on uh, a, a variant of the virus that is not causing a lot of death? Like, we're told that this variant is not producing as severe illness mm-hmm. as uh, earlier variants, but like it's more, it's more transmissible. But, but you're not, people are not getting super sick or they're not dying from it. But it's early days. So mm-hmm. remember, there's a lag factor in COVID cases. Just because you get tested on Monday doesn't mean you're suddenly as sick as you can be. That can take a week to 10 days before you get really sick. And that's why the hospitalizations always are a little higher 10 days after the first pick up COVID. So we're now at the point in the next couple weeks, we'll see if the hospitalizations increase as Omicron increases. If it doesn't lead to more hospitalizations, that's great. But the fear is to stop this before it leads to overwhelming the healthcare system with a surge in hospitalizations. If you're getting 10,000 cases a day, you're going to get a lot of people going into hospital. Yeah. And we're about, I think, 90% capacity right now, hospital beds. If there's a surge of COVID-19 due to Omicron, you can just see what happens there. Okay. Interest. It was a great story last night on Global News about the long lineups for people looking to get tested. Uh, a lot of people, like even if they're not symptomatic or they they think like they're not they're not they probably don't have COVID, but they want the reassurance, especially if they're going to gather at Christmas for family for a big family dinner or something. So a lot of people, even though they didn't had no symptoms, they didn't think they were sick, they were getting in line to get mm-hmm. tested. And one of the reasons they're doing that is we don't have those take home. A rapid test like they have in other provinces, and we're getting more information about that this afternoon. Let me play a clip here for you from Liberal leader Shirley Bond on yesterday's show on this point. Since early on in the pandemic. So at that point, it was they aren't perfect. Then it became, well, you know, there are only certain places we should use them. Now it's the boxes don't work, and now we don't have enough. You know, that's simply not good enough. Okay, so she's complaining about the lack of these rapid tests available in British Columbia. Is that going to change this afternoon? I'm not sure it's going to change today, but we will get more information about when it will change. You know, if the federal government gave us 11 million rapid tests tomorrow, that's two each. So people are getting, this is where people have to get their heads around. These are not something that are just readily available. Uh, I think Alberta, Nova Scotia, offering six tests a day, six take-home, maximum six take-home. Well, that would be, you know, uh, 30 million tests in BC. There's just not that number of tests available. So the, the reality is you're never going to get enough rapid tests to satisfy 100% of the population. But we're at a capacity where right now PCR testing is a maximum of 21,000 a day. That's the capacity in the BC system. And I'm pretty sure it was taxed to the max in the last few days. I was in Vancouver on the weekend, huge lineup on Canby uh, near Oak Ridge to go into a, a testing clinic. Uh, it must have been 50 cars. Yeah, including a lot of people who would rather have a a take-home rapid test instead of standing in line. Yeah, it took four or five hours for people to get tested. Um, There's a lot of apprehension out there, and there's a lot of COVID fatigue. 
<laughs> you know, people are double dosed and saying, oh my God, I'm still stuck in this thing. What's going on yeah. here? But double dosed people are testing positive. But we'll see if they're going into hospital. We don't know yet. Okay. Yesterday on the show, we talked about the potential for the NHL season to be disrupted because of COVID. And you predicted that, look, this was likely to very possible that it could happen. And lo and behold, the next, that night, last night, we hear the NHL season has in fact been paused. Hate to be proven right. Yeah. Well, at least until, well, they say it's temporary, right? Coming back after well, Christmas. Well, they say after Christmas, after 27th, I think. But we could be in a position there where we're in a far worse situation than we are now. So I'm not sure the NHL can, can stay the course here. Uh, hopefully they do. Uh, the NFL is another one where they've got a lot of COVID games. There's a game on Tuesday night, which I think is the it's first weird. There's history. two games two today. Games really. on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, weird. Two days today. Delayed because of COVID. D- uh, delayed because of COVID, which is extraordinary. And that's going to happen with more disruptions as we go through the NFL playoffs. And, you know, hot, more than 100 players in the NFL have tested positive for COVID-19. That number continues to grow. Okay, have a listen to this. So this is NBC football analyst Mike Florio here. And he was speculating here about whether the NFL season could be disrupted. Could the NFL pause games, cancel games, scrap the season he doesn't think it will happen because there's basically too much money on the line anyway here's what he had to say now the league had already said no discussions to postpone or change the game the commissioner said it himself and he also added that there will be no postponements or cancellations of games look they've got procedures in place that they're not in a position that they need to even tell us about we've speculated they've got some secret protocol where they can just go out and round up a bunch of guys hey you're short 10 guys go sign 10 guys we don't even need to put names on the back of the jerseys just give them a uniform and let's go they're going to play these games there's too much money at stake okay so he's <laughs> he's saying that you could round up a bunch of my minor leaguers well, the guys did, who didn't get drafted get them they, to play the nfl has done that before when yeah. we've had a strike season they brought in replacement uh players uh and it didn't work well but it, it was still on tv it still made a lot of money the tv contracts in the nfl are huge the right. biggest in all the sport that's what's driving them staying open but now um do they reduce the crowds that's you know we'll see if that happens but i don't think i don't yeah. see the nfl game stopping games but they are going to get disrupted with the schedule all right, Keith Baldry is my guest. Baldry's beat. Phone lines are open. 604-280-9898 is the number. Star 9898 on your cell. Just taking a look, Keith, at these headlines now. It looks like Toronto Star broke this on uh, the NHL mm-hmm. uh, pulling out of the Olympic Games, which I guess is not a surprise. It's disappointing, though. Not a surprise. I wonder if other countries will follow suit. I mean, this was an open question whether we were going before Omicron. Uh, now, with uh, Omicron surging around the world, I wonder whether. Do you think other this countries... threatens the entire Olympic Games? I think potentially it does. Yeah. And there's a lot of money. But again, there's a lot of money at stake in the yeah. Olympics. Uh, China will do whatever it can to ensure these games go ahead. Yeah. But like I say, we're at a whole different phase of the pandemic, uh, uh, pandemic that we've never seen before. Yeah, I wonder if they do go ahead. I mean, what do they do? Put send junior players over there to play or something? I mean, no, do they cancel the whole tournament? I would. Well, I don't think Canada's sending junior players. Um, what about all these other? I mean, the NHL's. You know, these are players from around the world, right? Yeah, so yeah. they're all affected. It's not just yep. Canada. Yeah. So I think other national teams will be affected as well. Yeah. Um, so I mean, you know, what do you? Is, I, this I, is I the like NHL. This. The, the the elite players. So do the do the countries now go in as you say with junior players? Yeah. Or does the whole uh, tournament just fall apart? I think like that's the, more know. likely. I don't even know if the junior the junior hockey tournament, which world championship starts December twenty sixth, will that go ahead? Maybe in front of empty empty stadium, empty mm-hmm. arenas. Empty stadium, but I wonder how many players will test positive in that environment. Yeah. Probably a lot. Because yeah. even though they're double vaccinated, the the trans the the virus is getting through that barrier. Okay, let's go to the phone lines here. Dale on the line in Richmond. Hi, Dale, go ahead. 
Hey, Mike and Keith, uh, thanks for uh, having me. Hey, listen, um, I'm double vaxxed, and I feel like I have to preface that because that's how I'm going to be responded to, whether it's favorably or not. So I am double vaxxed. Um, mm-hmm. this, these lineups with the PCR test makes no sense. Why is the media not talking about the CDC pulling its support for, uh, to the FDA because of too many false positives on this uh, PCR uh, test? Why, why is that? It, that comes December 31st. That's a week and a half from now. Those tests are, are they're useless. Um, and second of all, Keith, yesterday you went off on a gentleman that said that he was vaccinated and he's not going to, uh, he's disappointed. Well, I'm double vaccinated. I'm disappointed. I got my booster notice today. I'm not taking it. That's all I got. Thanks, gentlemen. Why are you not taking the booster? I guess he well, hung up. Yesterday like, said, if you're double vaxxed, why would you not get the booster? Yeah, well, like, the booster is going to protect you, give you a lot more protection against this variant. Not well thought out. However, there's already cases now. People with the, with boosters are testing positive. Yeah, but don't you have more protection you with do. the booster? You have way more protection. Get yeah. your booster. This gentleman makes no sense to not get your booster. I mean, it's being made available to you. Uh, I got my uh, invitation to, to book yesterday. Uh, to get what about booster. his point on the uh, the, well, the accuracy al- of the test? There's always been questions about the accuracy of these tests, whether the PCR test, whether the rap- PCR considered more accurate than the rapid test, but they're not 100. percent I remember early on uh, the concern was some of the tests you'd get this false positive or a false negative, and you get more of that in the rapid testing. But the PCR tests, you know, they have uh, their shortcomings as well. Let's go to Ken on the line in Langley. Hi, Ken. Hi, Keith. Uh, I would like to just say something you probably don't know about, uh, but it's part of what Paul, Shirley Bond, it backs up for what she was saying about uh, not having enough places and being so crowded with the COVID testing, people trying to get vaccines and stuff. Well, my granddaughter had an appointment with my daughter to go to a place in Coquitlam. She was in a lineup. Turned out it was her first booster because she's under 12, or her first vaccine because she's under 12. They were standing there for a couple hours. The line still wasn't moving anywhere. It would have been closed anyway. They had to turn around and go home. It turned out to be one of those damn places that had all the testing, and it just screwed uh, everybody else around uh, with getting vaccines. So so what are you saying? So this was a testing and a vaccination center? Hey? Was it was it a testing and a vaccine? Clinic? Yeah, and it it just screwed. It just mm-hmm. almost like uh, the, a kid under twelve got screwed out of this. My granddaughter check, is, check a pharmacy. But, but what, what I'm what, no, she checked. My daughter phoned everywhere, couldn't get nothing. No, no, no. And also, my wife was so livid. She said, "Grandmother phoned." The health ministry officials, whatever, talked to somebody and made us think about it. I said I was going to go to the news. She got finally got a place to go in, and now they have to go to North Vancouver today. But thank God, hopefully there's not going to be any problems. But this backs up everything Shirley Bond and other people are saying about how slow and there's not enough uh, strategic places. Uh, set up to take care of this situation. Okay, Ken, thank, thank you. For the, thanks for the call. 30 seconds. There's a, dis- a difference between a testing site and a vaccination site for the most point. That's an unusual situation to have them both in one one location. We're now going to get 1,000 pharmacies uh, to, to administer largely booster doses, but that's unfortunate what happened to that gentleman's granddaughter.